Yo, what's up? It's Greg Santos. Welcome to episode 452 of CEO Life. You are the CEO of your life, whether you want to be or not. So when I went to War Room, when I went to that meeting in April and I had a conversation with Chris Voss, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a conversation I probably think about either once a day or once every two days or once every three days. But it definitely comes across my mind several times per week. And the reason why I think about it so much is because there's sometimes you, you talk to people who you just feel like they're operating at such a different level. Like you can feel it in their energy that like that, whoa, like you, you're different. You are unlike the 99% of people that I meet on a day-to-day basis. Like I feel like I meet a person like you once every three, four, or five years, maybe. Like one out of yeah, that many years. Like you just feel like they're on a different level. And I've had that experience with two people in particular. Uh, one of them was Derek Moneyberg, and uh, the second one is Chris Voss. And it's it's, it's it holds true. Like both of them are just operating at different levels, but. It also could be how strong of communicator competence they have, their ability to really communicate effectively with people. Like these are two people who are masters at communication and human psychology. Wow. And when I was talking to Chris, I remember there was one point where my brother-in-law was in the conversation as well. And my brother-in-law was talking about how he tried to mirror me in a conversation. And I was like, yeah, man, like, and my brother was like, yeah, 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 I tried to mirror him, but he called it out. And then, and then Chris Voss, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, like he mirrored me. And then I remember Chris Voss goes, oh, so he mirrored you. I remember he mirrored me. And then I was like, yeah. And then like my brother-in-law started talking. And then I remember I took a second to just like become aware, like, wait a second, Chris Voss just mirrored me. That's like the craziest shit ever. I didn't even notice it. But yeah, it's just something to think about, you know, like there's there's certain people that you're like, okay, if I listen to you, this is why it's so important to make sure you're very selective on who you get your advice from because people value different things, you know, like people are happy to give you advice. They are so, they'll jump out of their fucking skin to give you advice because like they just want it because, you know, there's different reasons. They, it gives their life meaning. It, feel, it makes them feel like the decisions they're making are are the right decisions. It makes it feel like they're important. It makes it feel like they, um, I don't know. I think that's, that's, that's about it. It's probably more stuff there. But if you listen to those people, yeah, you're going to get similar results. That's why it's so important to not listen, not to listen to people that you don't respect and, and admire in, in, one po- in one part, at least not necessarily mimicking somebody's entire life, their life choices, but looking at certain people and say, all right, you know what? I really like how this person specifically holds themselves and how they communicate. That's amazing. This other person, I really like how they're super energetic in the way they go about life. I like how this person is very, whatever it is, right? You take different things from from different people and you just take those things and you add it to what feels more alignment with your personality. And with Chris Voss, I'm like, you know what? I really want to be able to have that kind of presence and communication style 
because I, I also know, I can feel, I can see that Chris is also uh, very introverted. Uh, he likes to he likes to observe. He likes to be in his head. He likes to think. He likes to process. Uh, he's very present. Uh, he would rather be the person listening than the person talking. You you just you just feel that like you can see it. It's all over him, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's amazing because because of that, like people don't realize how much of an advantage that introverts have. They don't realize that you don't have to be this crazy ass extroverted person. Like yeah, cool. I can tell some awesome stories and I can really make some, I can really rile up emotions, but the person who's listening is actually the person who's in control of the conversation. And the person who's listening is the person who's gathering all the information. The person who's listening is the person who can dictate where, where the conversation will go next based on the questions they ask. And they can gather more data about you that they can use for different reasons, whether it's to persuade you of something or whether it's to help you out or to give you a specific connection, or whether it's like, there's different things they can do with that information. So they're the ones that are in, are in control. And the person who's listening is a person who's also learning. Uh, when you're talking, you, you really can't learn, but well, you can. Sometimes I, I learn while I'm speaking. I'm like, oh yeah, that, like that's why that's that. You know, you make the connections as you speak. But one thing that I really want to have that's very similar to Chris is is his presence and his community and the way he communicates like wow so I made the decision on the, this week with my business partner I'm like hey you know what let's go through like some of Chris Voss's uh, course that he has is, that he has on his website so there was one that's called like the N9 which is like the negotiator's course uh, it's like it's like very very beginner and then after that like they have a whole list of courses on there ranging from $115 all the way up to like I think fifty four hundred dollars. It's yeah, it, it goes up, and it, they have a guidebook as far as what you should do in what order, which is really really dope. Um, so so we do it. We we take the we take the course, and it just blows us away. It's not taught by Chris himself. It's taught by uh, this woman named Sandy, Troy, Barbara, and uh, I forgot who else. But like Sandy's like the main person, and that course is so damn good. Fuck, it was good. Like we learned a lot on that course. It it really just went deeper in the principles that were taught in in uh, the book Never Split the Difference. But like there were different things that hit like a lot harder, like from their explanation than it was explained in the book. And Yasmina and I were really using a lot of those, even using a lot of those um the stuff that they talk about in that course, and we just see the difference in our communication is radically different radically different we see the kind of effect that we're having on people and it's so different than how we were communicating before it's like whoa like legitimately applying this stuff really does work and don't worry i'm not going to leave you hanging like you know high and dry i'll definitely let you know what, what that kind of stuff is but um before I do that, I want to dive in deeper into some other stuff as well. I decided to pick up another book called Getting More by Stuart Diamond, which is a negotiation book. And one of the Tony Robbins plots that I really respect, he was saying like that was one of the best books he's ever read in his life. And he also took the course in at Wharton um, University that Stuart 
teaches. And he said, it's amazing. Like the best, one of the best things you ever learn in negotiation ever. So I, I, I decided to pick it up the other day and I'm like, holy fucking shit. My entire perspective on negotiation has changed because negotiation basically is just communication and it's persuasion, obviously, but it's like negotiation isn't like this kind of tit for tat. I'm using these kind of techniques and like I have to strong arm you in certain ways. And then it's not like you have a bid and then I have a bid and then we try to meet in the middle and see who gets more and you engage in this conflict. It's actually negotiation is, is a very, very natural process. It's there shouldn't be any kind of well, sometimes it will be friction, but it's not like this big ass, you know, you're seeking confrontation, you're seeking to get something from people. You're, it's like, first and foremost, negotiation is you got to, here's like where you start off a negotiation. You have to start off with really understanding your party, like the other person. You can't persuade the other person unless you know what's going on in their head. How are they describing their problems? What is it that, um, how do they think? What, what's their worldview? What are the pictures they have in their head? And it's not enough to just know that. You have to be able to articulate that back to them and they have to feel like they're understood. They have to feel like you know them. They feel like they can, they can trust you because you understand them and their worldview. And by strong arming people into making people do what you want them to do, that can cause a lot of resentment. That can cause to like relationships to really crumble. And but that's like if you rule by the iron fist of like I have the power, I dictate the things that are uh, you know how things are going to be, uh, my way or the highway, you know ultimatums. It's it really it can really damage a relationship. But if somebody comes at you and they they you know they ask you questions, and there's there's a way they can go about gathering information because that's what negotiation is like. All right, let me gather information. Let me find out what's in this person's head, what's important to this person, um, what how do they see the world, what pictures do they have in their head, and you don't necessarily have to agree with them. You don't have to agree with them at all. the The biggest thing is they you just have to kind of you just have to understand them, and they have to feel that you understand them. And that's why in Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, when you label something, right, when you have empathy for people and you say, well, it seems like you're really uncomfortable right now. And if they really are, they're like, yes, like, oh my God, like, you know my reality. You understand me. You, you're present with me. You make me feel important. You make me feel understood. And that makes a huge difference in your ability to persuade somebody if they feel like, wow, like I feel like I can, I can trust you. I feel like um, you understand me. Instead of you going into something and you just trying to get something from this person, and you don't even know, you don't know what they want. You don't know what the worldview is. They don't feel like they can trust you. They feel like you're trying to get something from them. You're gonna experience a lot of pushback and resentment. And I've definitely experienced that before, where somebody rules by the iron fist, and it's it's not fun. It's horrible. So first and foremost, it's like, well, in order to effectively negotiate, there has to be a, a strong degree of some kind of connection. And that's what empathy does. It connects you to the other person. You cannot 
effectively persuade somebody to do something without having some sort of connection between the two where the person feels at the very least that you understand them and that you have their best interests in mind. So the biggest thing that my business partner and I got from the negotiation course by Chris Voss is, is the labeling, like how powerful it is to be empathetic, to like really understand somebody else's point of view. And we just been practicing like crazy. We've been labeling, we've been mirroring, and mirroring is like you say the last three words of, of someone's sentence. And it just keeps, it encourages people to keep going. And at first, it's a little, feels a little weird, feels a little like incongruent. Um, but, you know, nobody ever notices unless they have recently read the book as well and they know what you're doing. But most of these tactics, like they go unnoticed. People don't tend to notice. People feel like it's so funny when you when you label something and someone really feels like, oh, yeah, you understand me. They'll like you here's a good one. It's like it seems like you're really passionate about that. And they go, Yes. And then and then they keep talking. And then you just gather more information. And and it's always like looking at the world from from their perspective. And even if you're not even trying to negotiate anything, it's such a powerful communication tool. It's such a great way to build relationships because at the end of the day, you know, even if someone doesn't do business with you or you don't get something that maybe they they have. It's like at the end of the day, you make a cool, genuine connection where that person feels good. They feel understood. They, they'll probably remember that like, wow, I got to talk to someone really cool because, you know, a lot of people don't. When was the last time someone spoke to you made you feel like really important where they felt like they put their focus on you and where you actually felt understood by the other person where, they, where you felt like, man, this, is a, this person really cares about me. Like, thank you. It doesn't happen often. Like it, it happens very, very, very little. So the the book Getting More, it just really solidifies like, yeah, it really is all about like human connection. And it's about like really understanding the other people and making sure that like meeting their interests first and foremost, like always, always, always meet their interests, understand their worldview. And here's a couple of cool things that happened from deciding to do this. Like we, you know, hopped on a, we had a sales call this week and uh, the person was kind of, you know, kind of ha- halfway in, halfway out, not really sure. And, you know, all the thing we did, Yasmin and I, we just labeled. It was like, oh, it seems like, you know, you feel this. It sounds like that. You know, it, it looks like this. It sounds like, seems like, and we just kept doing that labeling. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, like just really felt understood, really felt like, oh, yeah, you get it. You, you're taking care of me. Okay, I understand. All right, awesome. And the whole way through, like even with... Like, um, like those barriers of resistance, right? Like you can call them handling objections. Um, it was just so natural where it's just like, it, it's not even about like trying to overcome the objection. It's just like answering questions and trying to understand. And they almost like talk themselves into it. They almost talk themselves into the sale where they're like, oh yeah, okay. Like it's, it's the weirdest thing ever, but like we almost like didn't make, um, make the sale. Right. And, and we did. We ended up we end up closing and we're very happy. We're excited to have a new client who seems really cool, ambitious, doing some awesome things. And that client is that client's life is gonna change because that person is excited, like they're about to make a difference and a change in their life. And they're about to do something completely different. And like they're paying for coaching that's gonna really make a difference in terms of helping them build mentor relationships that are gonna help them out for the rest of their life. So it's like a win-win. And that's why it's so important to learn these skills. It's so important to learn how to communicate, how to persuade. 
and how to tell stories and and learn negotiation because the the tools by themselves are neutral. Yeah, you can use them for good and you can use them for evil. But that and that but and that's why you have to be careful. And it's it can be used in the wrong way, but it's so damn fulfilling when you use them in an ethical way where you're you, you're genuinely using them to change people's lives because I wouldn't be able to change people's lives if I didn't know this stuff. If we didn't study this, there would be people's lives that would not be changed. So there's nothing there's nothing bad about learning persuasion. There's nothing bad on learning how to persuade people as long as you're doing it ethically and in a way that will change your life because how else are you going to change your life? How else are you going to make an impact? You, like you have to learn these things in order to do that. Otherwise, you're going to go with other people that may not be able to take care of them as, as well as you can. So there's that. And then, and then today, my, my glasses broke. I'm out here in the UK. My glasses broke. And I'm like, well, do I need, do I need insurance? Do I need, like, what's that going to look like, right? So like, okay, so let's, let's go down to the optometrist. And I'm thinking, okay, well, well like, I think like a screw like fell out of my, my glasses, right? It, and we don't know, like, um how much that's going to cost or, you know, it could be like a few dollars or who knows. So we get to the place and you can, you can see like it says masks are required to come in. It's a very small place and the, the optometrist has a mask on and it's the doors even locked to get in. You can't get in. Uh, he's in there, he's working with a client and he's like, you, there's only like max two people who are allowed to go inside and um, besides the doctor. So, we he he opens up the door and he's like, Do you guys have your mask? We're like, no, we don't have our mask. And he opens up the door like enough. He's like, Yeah, come in, guys, come in. Like, yeah, we're sorry, yeah, we didn't we didn't have our mask. But well, all we did was, was like, all right, it seems like COVID, the mask seemed very, very important to him. So let me like start communicating in a way that shows him that I understand his his worldview. So I'm like, Yeah, man, like hey, um, would you like me to keep the door open? It seems like the COVID, like, like you know, you, you really want to do a good job as far as, like, keeping COVID out. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's no problem. I'm like, all right, cool, no problem, man. It's like, well, and then my business partner goes, it seems like it's re- you've been really busy today. He's like, yeah, yeah, I have been really busy today. And then I'm like, yeah, man, it seems like you're a little worried because, like, you know, we don't have our masks. And, then, you know, um, yeah, like, just like, thank you for for doing that. You know, like, we're, we're double vaccinated, all that stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. And I'm like, yeah, man, it seems like you're having, like, really, really good energy. He's like, yeah. And all I did was just put my focus. I just labeled like, here's his worldview. Like number one, he cares about the mass. He cares about COVID. Um, you know, like he can see like we we talk about his practice. Like yeah, it seems like it's been really busy. It seems like all this stuff. And then you know he just fixed my glasses for free. Didn't ask for a payment. He's like, all right, cool, fixed it. And then we went on our we went on our way. And I, that was just the coolest thing ever because it's just like you go in, you show you show people that they're important. You take care of them. And uh, like, yeah, empathy just really, really goes a long way. It is the craziest shit ever. It's a motherfucking superpower. I'll tell you that. It's a communication superpower. So, highly recommend it. Um, use use it for good. Read read on negotiation. I I really like negotiation now because it, it's not like this big friction thing. It's more about like genuine human connection and um, helping them reach their needs and you get your needs met in return and it's about it's just like it's my whole it aligns totally with my whole philosophy as far as give without any expectation and getting in return and if at the end of the day 
all you did was help somebody feel more understood and appreciated. So that's a, that's the kind of world I want to live in. That's the kind of mark I want to be uh, leaving in people imprinted in people's brain of me. I don't want people thinking I'm a sleazy salesperson or I'm a liar or manipulator or I lack integrity. Um, so at the end of the day, even if nothing, if I gain anything, I, I, I guess I gain something like the world gains something in terms of, wow, there's one more person who's happier today. Who knows what, how they carry that into their next interaction and their next relationships. You never know what someone's feeling internally. Some, some people, you know, a lot of people probably want to kill themselves you know, or, or, or depressed or feeling tremendously uh, unappreciated or unimportant, or maybe they had a recent death in their family. You just never know. It, it literally costs nothing to be positive. It costs nothing for you to add positive emotions into somebody's life. All it does is just add and it makes the world a better place. And you don't necessarily do that by trying to end racism with everybody. You don't necessarily try to do that by forcing people and guilting people to vote and, and, and all this shit, right? You know what you do? You do it one person at a time. You go and you take the actions to make a difference in, in people's lives. You, it's, it's ridiculous to go on social media and try to argue with people and try to change people and try to show why you're right. Meanwhile, you're not doing fucking shit to, to make a positive impact in the world. You're not making people's days. You're not fucking spreading positive emotions you know you're you're just cranky and mad and, and, and victimized you, you think you think you showing up like that dude that's gonna fucking change the world you think that's gonna help you think that's gonna make people feel great you think that's actually gonna make people feel happier it's like no dude think about it come to fucking reality and think about you can make a genuine difference in people's lives one life at a time and you don't need to try to force the government to to do make certain repercussions for for stupid like i don't want to say stupid shit like they're just i guess they're genuine issues but you you can make a difference day to day and not trying to institutionalize or some shit i don't know anyway hey hey, hey i hope this podcast um was helpful for you uh learning a lot get the get the book getting more by Stuart diamond and uh take chris voss's negotiation courses, it'll change your life and your ability to communicate. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace.